Podcasts from the Cat. Voices and sounds from Crew and Nantwich. Laura, good afternoon. Hello there, Dave. How are you doing? I'm very, very well indeed. How's yourself? Good, yeah, very well, thank you. We've just been grooving along to one of your tunes uh, for an outcast <laughs> there. Um, Brilliant. Is that, kind of, is that your kind of music? Yes, I like all sorts of things, but that's one I'm particularly keen on. Yeah, I like that one. Well, we were singing along to that in the studio, so it's a good choice. Now then, <laughs> my guest this afternoon is Laura Atkinson. Now, what Laura's done is set up a, um, a veterinary um, suite, if you like. I don't know. Surgery, that's the word I'm after. Um, but the, the novel thing, listeners, is, it, is it's just for cats. Am I, am I yes, right with right. that, Laura? Is that, that's, that's how it works? That's right, yes. We've got a main practice which sees cats and dogs and rabbits and so on, and then we've got just got a new clinic that opened in February that's just for cats. Okay. What's the thinking behind that, then? Why just for cats? Well, I've been interested in cats for quite a long time, and we've done a cat-only sort of afternoon for some time, and then I've gained an extra qualification in feline medicine, um, and as part of that and our, our becoming a silver cat-friendly clinic, we wanted to drive things forward and open a, a, just an area that's solely for cats themselves because um, we know that when cats visit the, the practice, they can get quite stressed. And so anything that we can do to make a cat's visit to the vet easier, um, both for them and for their owner, is, uh, is a good thing to do. Right. So that when a cat goes into a, um, a multi-animal vet, let's put it that way, they, can they, like, smell yeah. the dogs that, that have been there before? Yes, that's it. So probably a lot of people listening will know the experience of coming into the veterinary um, practice and um, pre-COVID certainly be sitting in a reception area where you can hear dogs barking or sometimes dogs will sniff cat baskets and all of that and the cats find it really stressful. Um, even if they're used to living with dogs at home, these dogs are strange dogs to them. So it can be very stressful. And by the time they come into the room to see the vet, they're quite anxious, which makes examining them a little bit harder. And also their owners are often quite anxious because they've been worried about their pet of course. whilst they've been waiting. Yeah, sure, sure. So yeah. um, you set up this um, new surgery. Whereabouts are you situated, Laura? Whereabouts is it? Yeah, well, we're, we're Cheshire Pet Medical Centre and we're based on Allsager Road in Winterley near Sandbach. Okay. Um, and the cat clinic is just, we expanded into another unit that became available next door to our main clinic and we opened the cat area in February. Right. And my geography's not brilliant, but you're not a million miles from Winterley Pool, yeah? That's right, yeah. You just come past Winsley Pool with the pool on your right-hand side and head up towards Wheelock, Wheelock Roundabout and turn right just before the roundabout. And we're just down there. Oh, and yeah. we're easy to find and we've got lots of um, parking for people to come so there's no sort of having to carry a cat basket a long way or anything like that. Marvellous stuff. Now then, I'm, I, I, back in my tender years, um, I did have a cat. Um, uh, not recently. What, what kind of things go wrong with cats excuse my naivety but what what's the common things that people come to to you with a problem yeah. with regard to their cats yeah sure that's a great question a lot of the things that we see are cats that might have been in fights with other cats out and about so they might have abscesses or wounds from that kind of thing sometimes it can be infectious diseases like cat flu and they're sneezing they've got runny eyes um, and that type of problem. Um, other times it might just be that the cat's just not feeling right and the owner might come in and say, oh, my cat's just not eating very much, he's hiding away, he doesn't want to interact. 
And that can be a multitude of problems. Sometimes if they've picked up an infection, they have a temperature or there may be something else underlying perhaps like diabetes or kidney problems and that, that type of issue can, can arise. Right. Now, sometimes I've heard cats having a right old scrap in the road or out <laughs> the back there. It, can, can the injuries sustained there be, um, I don't want to use life-threatening, but are they, are they a really big problem when a cats have a scrap? Yeah, they can be. Sometimes it's small injuries, so maybe just a scratch or, or a small bite that creates a swelling. But other times it can cause them to become quite lame or quite poorly. Because if you think about a cat's mouth, when it bites, you're putting a lot of bacteria into the other cat's skin. Right. And that causes quite a deep infection, which can give them a temperature. And that's often when they go off their food um, and come, become quite miserable. So, yeah, it's definitely a problem for them. Okay. Now, if you're a specialist cat surgery i'm guessing you've got some specialist equipment what kind of things that maybe a normal vet wouldn't have that you've got what what kind of equipment or stuff that you do yeah i think the main difference between us and a practice that sees ev everything is that we're all quite highly trained in handling um in gentle handling of the cats and gentle nursing of the cats so it's Cat-friendly nursing really is what we do in cat-friendly handling. I think that probably makes the biggest difference. But then we've got the usual equipment, blood pressure measurements and anaesthesia and all of that. And we just recently installed a CT scanner um, at the clinic that also um, became available in February. And we've started to use that to get some really nice images of slightly more complex problems for, for cats and also for our dog patients and, and the occasional rabbit. Wow. So, so you've, got a, you've got a CT scanner for a cat. Wow. Yes. That's exactly. real. Yeah, That's we have. Sophisticated, yeah. that is. Um, yeah, in brilliant. terms of the people who come to you then, do you, what percentage of them have got cat insurance or pet insurance? Yeah, that's another good question. I think it's increasing all the time. Um, I would think probably around about 60 or 70% of our cat owners have insurance. Um, I think it's, it's increasing as the veterinary uh, profession is able to offer more treatment yep. um, and more support for illnesses that maybe when I qualified to 20 years ago, illnesses or injuries that might require um, euthanasia now are things that we can treat and manage so much better. Got you. Um, and so insurance has become quite popular. And as cats have become more part of the family, um, I think dogs have always been part of the family, but historically cats were perhaps not quite so much. Nowadays, people love their cats just as much as they love dogs and so on and so they want to invest in their well-being and their health care and so they do take out insurance very regularly okay now covid's affected every walk of life has there been any significant uh, differences if you like in the last 12 months in the practice yeah there's been some big big differences really and i think along with the vet, rest of the veterinary practices in the in the uk we've changed our way of working quite dramatically um we used to always have clients into our reception area with their pets and then into the consulting room and really as soon as the pandemic hit last march we we're in a situation where we had to ask clients to wait outside and we'd then bring the animals into the surgery um, on their own and i would examine my patient alongside a veterinary nurse rather than having the owners to hold them whilst i examined um, and we'd then convey the information that we had after looking at the pet, we'd either go outside and chat with the owner in the car or ring them and let them know what the problem was with their pet and what the plans were moving forward. So that's been a really big change. Right, got you. So you're COVID safe then, definitely. Yeah, um, definitely. Marvellous. What, uh, 
something I've picked up on in the press is uh, the campaign for cats to be chipped. Where, where do you stand yeah. on that, Laura? What's what's the line from a veterinary point of view? I think we, we, we're very supportive of it. Um, I think that it's going to be a good move coming forward and it's something that quite a lot of um, veterinary organisations and um, and feline rescue organisations have campaigned for. Um, it's quite difficult for us. We, we do sometimes get cats brought in that might have been injured, um, that people have found. And cats, as you probably all know, it's quite hard to keep a collar on a cat. Yeah. So even if it's an owned cat, they can come in with no identification on. And when we scan them with the chip scanner, we're always delighted if we find a chip because it gives us a chance to track down the owner and let them know that we've got their pet with us. And obviously, we can then start treatments once we've spoken to the owner. Right. Um, so I think it's a, I think it's a, a great idea. Yeah, good. I think it should be really good. Um, if somebody brought a fat cat into you, how how hard would you be on the owner with regards to diet? <laughs> Another good question. <laughs> I, I think being hard on owners probably doesn't work terribly well. It's having the conversation about the risks of, of, of the cat being overweight. And oftentimes people realise, but it can be quite challenging to address it because unlike dogs, cats don't tend to play games. You can't take most cats for a walk and all of that. Yep. So the exercise part of it, we've got some good tips on and in, in helping a cat become a bit more active. And there's also some good ways of managing their food. For example, if you've got a cat that lives with a few other cats and hoovers up after them and eats their food, there's a few good techniques you can use for that. So things like a microchip cat feeder. So that cat only gets his own rations and not everybody else's. Ah, very clever. So, yeah. Very clever. Yeah. Good. Um, it's been enlightening, that, definitely. Uh, we, we put a little um, thing out before about people uh, with popular cat names. and We've had a couple sure. of people in. Uh, a lovely lady called Jean has put uh, my cat, uh, she said uh, he's an absolute treasure and his name's, Smoke, oh. his name's Smokey. Oh, fabulous. So I'm yeah, guessing, I'm guessing uh, this particular cat is grey. I would guess so, although not always is the case. But yeah, you think so, wouldn't you? Yeah, and uh, a lovely communication from a lady called Alice, uh, who's got a tabby, uh, who's called Mittens. Oh, oh that's great! That. Yeah, that's really cute. That. Yeah. <laughs> um, have you got a cat yourself? I have. I have. I've got a rescue cat called Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell. Um, oh, I yeah, love Tinkerbell. that one. Yeah, so she's gorgeous. Yeah. Marvel. I bet gentle. she gets pampered, doesn't she? She does. Yeah, she does. Yeah, yeah oh, we love lovely. her. Yeah. Laura, it's been great speaking to you. Um, what I want to do now uh, is um, listeners who've got cats and maybe um, not aware of what you do, certainly not aware of the specialised care yeah. that you can give. How do people get in touch with you? Yeah, so we've uh, we've got a website which has got all our contact details on. It's www.cheshirepetsandbatch.co.uk. Hang on a minute. Hang ring... I, whoa, 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 Laura. I'm <laughs> writing this down and I'm not as good as that. www.cheshirepetsandbatch.co.uk. Right, okay. Got that. Um, we're also, you can find us on social media, on Facebook and Instagram with uh, Cheshire Pet Sandbatch, we're there. Yeah. Um, or you can ring us and we're 01270 yep. 765555. Okay. And if you've got, oh, I can put it, a cat in crisis, you, you're not going to say, oh, well, you're not a patient of ours. You could give some advice over the phone or something like that, could you? 
Yeah, usually um, we, uh, the receptionists and nurses can certainly give advice over the phone. We always encourage people to register with us um, and then we can approach their previous vet for their history and all the information that we need. But absolutely, you know, we're, we're, we're able to advise and, and do whatever we can. Marvellous stuff. Now then, we've already, um, we've already got one of your tunes, Hey Ya. Uh, we've got yes. a Calvin Harris track that you've chosen. Um, when, yes. when, when I wrote down my way, I expected Frank Sinatra, but no, you've got, <laughs> you've got Cal. What, what's the backstory to that tune? Uh, I think the main one is it reminds me of summer and summer holidays and, and those sorts of things we've maybe not been able to do for a while. Yeah. It's got good summer memories from me, and I've got um, three three teenagers, and I can remember the phase when they were listening to Calvin Harris all the time, so it's good memories from them as well. Marvellous stuff. Laura, it's been a pleasure speaking to you. Thank you so much, and uh, we wish you every continued success with your cats down there in Winterley. And, uh, Thank you very much, Dave. Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell. Oh, Tinker. Do you know, that's made yeah. me afternoon, that is. That's fantastic. <laughs> Thanks ever so much, Laura. We'll catch you again. Very welcome. See, See you soon. Go to listen.thisisthecat.com for more podcasts and more ways to listen.